I greet you this morning with the words of the songwriter where he said, be not dismayed, whatever betide, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. All you may need, he will provide, God will take care of you. His word can never be denied, God will take care of you. No, what, no matter what may be the, the test, God will take care of you. Lean, weary one, upon his breast. God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day. Over all the way, he will take care of you. God will take care of you. His disciples knew what that meant when they faced contrary winds in the book of Mark chapter 6 verse 45 to 52 that we looked at yesterday morning and let me read it for you again this morning and straightway he constrained his disciples to get into a ship I want you to pay attention to that what is happening here now is that Jesus um, make them get in the ship. He constrained them to get in the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida while he went away, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when evening was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone on the land and he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out. And they all saw him, and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them, and said unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, the wind ceased, and they were so amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered, for they considered not the miracles of the Lord, for their heart was hardened. I started yesterday sharing with you on this matter of contrary winds, and the truth of the matter is that contrary winds meet all of us at different times of our lives. We stopped yesterday morning where uh, Jesus was teaching the multitude and the disciples reminded him that it was late. And they, in verse 35, they remind him of where they were as if that he was not aware and they were concerned about the place. They, they reminded him we're in the desert and they were concerned about the time. It was late and he made a suggestion. Uh, they made a suggestion, sorry. He said, they said, uh, stop teaching the, the people and, and send them away that they would get food to eat because it is now late and we're in a desert and we don't have no food and they've been with you just about all day long and they're hungry and night is upon them and upon all of us and there's nothing to eat. And Jesus told the disciples to give them bread to eat in verse 37 of chapter 6. They questioned him, should we go and buy 200 pence of bread and give them to eat? And Jesus asked them, how many loaves do you have here? 
go and see. And they found a little boy with five loaves and two fishes. And in verse 39, Jesus commanded the disciples to go and to make all of the people sit down in groups of fifties and a hundred. And in verse 41 to verse number 44, um, they did as Jesus said that they should do. And it, they fed some 5,000 men, 5,000 men from five little loaves and two little fishes, I believe, five crackers and two sardines. And nobody is gonna give a son five big loaves of bread and two big fish. Nah, he had enough that you can eat for lunch. And Jesus fed 5,000 uh, from that and look how much left. Now, on one hand, we see the disciples happy discussing the missionary trip. On the other hand, right before their eyes, this great miracle, the feeding of 5,000. You could only imagine how things were. Boy, they were up on the mountain seeing all of this. But be reminded, what is so strange but yet so true that in, in a time of success and blessing can be momentarily changed to sorrow and despair in a time of success and blessing can change momentarily into sorrow and despair. In John chapter six, verse 14 and verse number 15, speaking of the same story, then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, notice what happened. They said, this is of a truth, that prophet that should come in the world. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. The people were so excited, they decided that we want to make him king. Now, that was not God's plan how he should become king. God's plan was in order to wear the crown, he had to go through the way of the cross. The Bible said, and this, I woke up with this in my mind this morning. The Bible says, he straightway or immediately after he had fed the 5,000, he constrained the disciples to go to the ship and go over unto Bethsaida while he go up to the mountain and pray. Now, Bethsaida was a town on the west side of the Sea of Galilee and on the south side of Caponian. You read about that in Matthew chapter 11, verse 21. The mountain we are told that he went up and was about 2,000 feet tall. That was quite a height. The disciples obeyed the Lord. What did he do? Straightway, immediately, he constrained them to get in the ship. And they obeyed him. They did as he said. In the center of God's will for their lives, the wind became contrary, and the seas were like mountains, and they were doing all that they could to try to make it to shore. According to John chapter 6, verse 19, they were about 25 to 30 furlongs out. And that was approximately four miles out from the shore. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, you will not go too far down life road before you and I face some sort of contrary winds. In the middle of God's will for their lives, knowing exactly what he said to them to do, here it is, they are faced with contrary winds. Could you imagine 
these men out in the ocean out in the sea trying to get ashore doing everything that they can do based on what god told them to do he told them get in the ship go on the other side and here they are in trouble out at sea now the question could be asked did jesus not know that the storm would come down yes he knew he's god he knew everything could he not have made sure that they waited until the storm passed he could have but he wanted them to go out there and he allowed the storm to come for their benefit to teach them a lesson and he went up in the mountain and prayed and i believe that he was praying for the very same disciples that would go through the storm he promised that he would come to them and tomorrow morning god's bill life we're going to see him not only coming but he would have passed them by and this morning i want to say something to you if you are going through the storms of life jesus he's willing to help you but if you do not invite him into your business he would pass you by i trust this day that you would stop and pay attention to the fact that he's willing to help you but he's not going to force himself in onto you you must give him a way to come to help you our father this morning thank you for the storms of life and thank you that you know all the storms that we are going to go through and thank you god that you have power over all the storms and and lord when we would have done everything that we could do trying to secure ourselves trying to help ourselves you come dear god and help us to understand that you're always there waiting for us to invite you oh lord and and i thank you that when we cry out to you you hear and you answer so as we cry out to you today oh god have mercy upon us during this time this terrible time that the world is going through have mercy upon us dear god and help us give our wisdom wisdom to our leaders dear god in making decisions Lord so that your people dear God would be helped help us dear father to keep our faith and trust in you nothing wavering thank you thank you thank you in Jesus name I pray amen god bless you jesus knows that you are in the storm and he's on his way to you today